Bye. Short Bus Debate Club. It's a bus. Rolling. get on board. <laughs> Hello, I'm Darren Jolly. <laughs> it's time to get this short bus started, so let's roll and on with the show. Hello everyone, this is Brian Courtney with Short Bus Debate Club, and this episode on Friday, the whatever date it is, 7th, um, we're, <laughs> we are going to be talking about, um, well, I guess Russia and the Ukraine and maybe just Western, Central, and Eastern Europe as a whole, Um, but mainly Russia and the Ukraine, I think. So um, I know Darren's got some very specific thoughts on Russia and the Ukraine and some of the shit Putin has said recently, so um, I'll... Hand the reins over to Aaron, or Darren. Close. Yeah, wouldn't just add a D. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you know I always like to hit the ground running, but I mean, with all the things that have sort of happened over the course of the last couple of weeks, uh, with these ridiculous uh, um, votes that they had in, in, in these different regions inside Ukraine, uh the Russian response, the Ukrainian military response, all the stuff that's been going on with the Nord Stream pipeline, um, the ways in which uh, the responses have provoked sort of an escalation and a re-escalation. And you know, like you have the, Pol- the Polish prime minister talking all kinds of shit, and you have Zelensky talking all kinds of shit. It just seems like everything is just getting really, really, really dangerously out of control. And... The, the thing that scares me the most about that is uh, the way that this there's I mean, they've been floating this term tactical nuclear weapons has been something's been floated a lot throughout. But the move to annex those regions and to say that they were Russian territory and to say that they were always going to be Russian territory from here forward um, there's very little doubt that uh, you got you got a few different sides that are playing an incredibly crazy fucking game of chicken right now. And when people talk about using tactical nuclear weapons and just continue to talk about it and talk about territorial integrity and, you know, if, if, if this continues to happen and you're threatening the Russian space, and I, 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 I'm just getting really, really nervous about the direction this is going. You have two, two different positions that are maintaining uh, incredible moral superiority, you know, on both sides, where clearly neither, neither side uh, is, uh, is in any position to, to suggest that, uh, that they didn't have a measure of responsibility in, in creating the conditions that have allowed these things to happen, which is always the case historically, right? Anytime you have something like this that's happening, um, something that's so incredibly complicated with so many different sides and, and interests that are sort of engaging one another, Obviously, nobody has clean hands, but uh, this is heading on a trajectory that uh, we just need to slow this fucking freight train down somehow or another a little bit. That's 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 my initial statements in relation to it, at least. See, I don't know. I was sitting here because I was doing some research earlier, and 
The quote that I got from Putin was not nuclear weapons. It was, um, I don't even think it was tactical, but I'm trying to find it again because nuclear wasn't included. So, and are you saying that it was Putin that said that or it was somebody else that said no, the it tactical? Was, and he, he didn't say that's other people paraphrasing what it is that he's that he's saying. But the people that are talking about it are people that that don't have connections to the deep state. They don't have connections to the military. There are people that are thinkers. There are people that are looking on, listening to what is that's happening. They're they're sort of seeing the chess game play out. And yeah, the, the it wasn't. Yeah, I, I can't remember exactly what the terminology was. If you find if you find it, you but you are you are correct. He did not use the words tactical nuclear weapon. Okay. So I just, I want to clarify for my own sake, exactly what's going on here, because I was under the impression something else entirely different had happened. So, um, back in July, Putin kind of turned down the amount of natural gas that was flowing through the pipeline and then he did it again in September. Um, they found two or three leaks, and then there was this explosion the other day. Um, so, doing my research, Germany, who is currently the largest purchaser of Russian fuel, um, in, in Europe. Yeah, particularly natural gas. Um, purchases or had purchased approximately 50% of what they were buying from Russia. Um, because of what Russia was doing in the Ukraine, they decided that they were going to not buy that same 50%. So even though Putin had turned down what was flowing through the pipe, Germany said, we're not going to buy all of the stuff from you anyway. Um, but now they seem to be scrambling, trying to find another place to purchase fuel. And from what I've seen, there are a few pretty good alternatives. Um, Azerbaijan is one of them. Um, they're talking to Qatar. They're talking to a couple of the companies that Italy is dealing with. You know, they're dealing with Norway because Norway is the second larger, largest producer of, of oil in the region. And I guess that gets kind of confusing because as you go up toward the poles, the world isn't, isn't as big. So Norway and Russia are a lot closer up there compared to, you know, everywhere else. So when I say the region, I guess I was talking about the region closest to the poles where you're talking about Finland and, and everything else, over so close to one another. as opposed to the region of, well, Western, Central, and, and Eastern Europe. Um, so Italy was the first country to back off and say, you know, fuck you, Russia, we're not buying any more shit from you because of what you're doing to the Ukraine. And they were the first one to really hit 
Azerbaijan for as much fuel as they've got. But Germany seems to have some really good alternative fuel sources in mind. Um, <laughs> now, there is kind of an asterisk on that, and that is a couple of their nuclear power plants um, were about to be shelved and closed down, and they're planning on reopening them. Um, they've got coal ships running up and down the Rhine, as well as floating, well, basically like a flotilla of fuel um, on the Rhine as well. So, and they're asking everybody in the country to cut back by like 15%. 15% so, it sounds like they've got a handle on it. But what I wanted to clarify is, you know, with everything that I've just said, I was kind of under the impression that Russia said fuck you to Germany. And I guess they kind of did first because they cut cut the flows down. Um, but Germany was the one that said we're not buying our shit from you now. Well, there was definitely, I mean, the sanction position came out quick, pretty hard and heavy from, from everybody on this, this side. Um, but... Uh, for a minute there, it, it looked like Germany was going mean, uh, to. The, the Germany thing is, is, is a dimension of it, you know, but Germany was still, it looked like anticipating that they were going to get natural gas from them for winter, you know. I mean, it, 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 didn't, it did not appear that, because they maintained a certain flow relationship with them. They, didn't, they did not cut everything off um, uh, immediately. Um, I, I don't know what the numbers are, and when I when I when I look at these escalation spaces, like the those pipelines were intentionally sabotaged. You know, I mean, they were sabotaged sabotaged by somebody, mm -hmm. but yeah, we don't. Nobody knows who the fuck it was. There are probably at least two people that know. Well, I'm sure that there are two people that know. Yes. <laughs> But you know who those two people are? They aren't these two fucking people in this room. <laughs> no, they're not these two people. But my, you know, the 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 thing I you you I mean, nuclear power plants turning on and off. I don't think that that's something that can just happen overnight. They really did put the kibosh on their nuclear position, pretty heavy duty. But I don't know a ton about. I mean. My background isn't on the energy side of it. My background is in seeing the way that these different pieces have been moving. To where, you know, like like take take Zelensky for like for like uh, example, right? Like he's sitting there on the sideline, and everything that he says that will drive the U.S. to send him more military aid is always the rhetorical position that he maintains. You know, more, more. We 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 need. You know, like as soon as the this stuff was floated, I, I I wish that I could. We need we need to figure out what the exact terminology that he would use. It was in that speech that was five days ago that where he was he was making some pretty pointed comments that were being directed not so much at the Ukraine and pretty directly at at us. You know, at the us being the United States, not so not really the us that you and me, but the royal us. Oh yeah, well he fully accused the United States of doing their shit. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, to the point where, like, in the in the speech, it sounded more like he he said, "This is really no longer a, a what do you call it a, a 
the war war where it's a, a it's not a proxy war really this is this is really a war that's going on between two other people that maybe we may not be saying it but that it's really going on between two other people so um but you got Zelensky on the sidelines saying you know we need you know more missile systems we need more more this more that and just like the the you know which is which is one thing and i mean they're asking for you know um, emergency quick you know push into nato and all that shit and of course i'm happy to hear you know the congress and uh, you know the president saying uh, that's not going to happen because if we put you in nato then we have to be at war with russia there's no ifs ands or buts about that but then you have the polish prime minister doing the same thing it, it's like it's almost like you have these all these different actors and it's sort of getting out of control you know i mean uh, when you when you get in bed with somebody like Zelensky, maybe that's where the problems begin in the first place, or you know the the, the hard hardliners like the Poland Polish Prime Minister. You know, uh, you're you're kind of asking for for problems to begin with, but it just seems like the direction that this could go on very quickly. It just reminds me of that line out of uh, uh, Hunt for October. You know. You know, you you dispatched your ships, so we prudence demands that we dispatch our ships to see your ships, and then, you know, wars have begun this way. You know, something something goes wrong when you got too many things going on too close to one another. You know, that's when that's when shit happens. And I begin. Sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I was just gonna say I think it's it's kind of funny. I mean, if if nukes happen you know i guess that it's one of those things i mean nothing was gonna last forever dude so fuck it right um there's no sense in losing sleep over it um but i was thinking about it and i just thought it was would have been kind of funny after all of this shit since 1991 or 1989 depending on where you wanted to start the timeline if germany just said you know what Fuck it. Things haven't really been working out well with us and the European Union. You know, um, we're going to go back. Um, and then Poland says, you know what? Why don't you take this fucking huge eyesore of a missile installation and this huge defensive thing and get it the fuck out of our yard? And they go back. And then all of a sudden, all of the former Soviet blocs, except for the Ukraine, <laughs> is saying, we want to go back. I mean, obviously, that's not going to happen either. Indeed. But um, it just, not with the Pol- it, the Polish it just kind of made me laugh thinking about yeah, that. The ni- I mean, the 91 thing, is, it, is really, it is really devastating. Because I actually was listening to, you know, I listened to Breaking Points a bunch, and... Uh, Crystal, one of the main contributors, she's about 10 years younger than me, and Sagar's more like 15 or 16 years younger than me. And when he talks about things, like they, they say, well, people didn't live through the Cuban Missile Crisis, so they don't really understand what it felt like to, to live in a world where, well, that's bullshit. You know, I, when, we, when we were young, you know, and you can say whatever you fucking want about it, but we were indoctrinated with a certain thought process about the way that the Soviet Union functioned. Like I can remember that, I mean, so I'm born in 76, you know, you're born in 73, right? Yeah. So when, 
when that shit started to go down at the end, when Perestroika and all that stuff started to happen, and Gorbachev and you know like uh, Glasnost and you know, this whole like like de-escalation beyond anything you could have ever possibly imagined, you know, um, that you were you were talking about uh, the Romanian guy the other day. What's his Ceausescu? Uh, yeah, and the real real delightful leader. They popped that motherfucker's head off yes, just like he probably was. deserved. But uh, that stuff happened so quick, and we were so indoctrinated at such a young age that. Like when it happened, when it went down, everything that went on between '89 and '91. I mean, when they, they on the 31st, when they the, they brought down the fucking Soviet flag for the last time, um, like it was still like in fucking the East Germany thing with fucking Pink Floyd coming and the wall coming down at the same time. I mean, like it was just so, but it was so cathartic that it was like it seemed like this obnoxious sort of like Hegelian end of history moment, you know, which is of course fucking utter bullshit. We should be smarter than that and not so fucking stupid, but it would be completely just embarrassingly like tragedy, tragedy on human levels of magnanimous proportions. Or then again, you know, if, if they didn't do that, but you know, you and I have talked about the BRICS countries for a long time. Yeah. So, Instead of, you know, Germany and, and all of Eastern or, or Central Europe going back and, and jumping on the, the Russian bandwagon, mm-hmm. if Brazil, Russia, India, and China just say, fuck it, you know what, we are going to quit using the dollar as a standard, and we're going to use the ruple or the yuan yeah. or whatever. Um that would fuck us up more than nuclear war probably ever would. And Putin knows that Mm -hmm. he has to, because he's a smart guy. Right. So when he says something like, whatever, I'm going to use missiles or, you know, you guys are in trouble. Fuck you. Whatever. He said, he, he knows that he can do, more to us via cyber warfare or financial economic warfare than nuclear warfare would do. I I hope, I hope you're right. You know, but I mean, that's the tough thing about, you know, escalating conflict like this when you're playing, you know, these cards on this certain level, you know, I mean, when we our, our Hiroshima, our Hiroshima Nagasaki moment, I mean, you sometimes like you have to, you, you've got to pull the fucking trigger. And I'm obviously, I'm not saying that I, you know, but I mean, uh, if a person's going to continue to advance a certain rhetorical space at some point, you know, like nobody, I I just remember like even beforehand when they lined all the fucking troops up North side of the fucking border and oh we're just doing an operation. This is blah, 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 blah. And then the next thing, you know, you know, we're, we're in the middle of this thing. Like sometimes people assume I hope you're right. I mean, well, so here, here's the thing. Okay. If, if you lined everybody up and you lined all the players up, okay. And you, so let's say Poland and Germany, you know, Norway, Finland, Italy, um, Russia, obviously the Ukraine, the United States, if we, we, we line all of these people up and we say, okay, who benefits from what? And, and, this could vary depending on 
what it is we're talking about. But who who benefits from the sabotage of the Nord Stream? Mm-hmm. Um, who benefits from getting Germany an alternative to their fuel? Who benefits from any any number of fucking things? And then we can say, okay, now we kind of know better what the next step would be. Um, again, I, I think that Putin is an intelligent person, so I don't anticipate him throwing nukes. And the reason is the intelligence factor is there. The fact that he could hurt us other ways more is there. But I'm not going to do something unless it benefits me somehow, right? Um, and so we, we've got to think more about what the benefit is going to be with whatever action any of us take. You know, um, Poland, as far as I'm concerned, Poland is just like fucking Israel. I mean, they're just there. We funnel them money. We funnel them arms. We may provide us a strategic space that like, yeah, that's it. I mean, it's just to help fucking maintain some level of some level of balance in the region yeah um you know so poland fuck you poland you can't uh, you can't do anything you're not really even a player in the game you know france is a player germany is a player russia is definitely a player if you think about the fuel thing norway is a player but i mean italy they don't even have fucking financial power to do shit anymore. They're not a player. So if we eliminate the people who aren't really players but are involved, then we've got, what, a handful of five? I mean, I, I don't think about it as, like, simplified as that. I just can't. Because, and this is why, why, why it makes me nervous, is that, like, like you said, you can, you can say that Poland's not a player, but this dumb motherfucker over on the side's like, Let's go all the way. Okay, so he could do some shit because he is like Israel. So he could do some stupid shit like Israel does Mm -hmm. to the PLO or just to Palestine in general in order to just kind of jab the bear. And when we're talking about bears, that's literally (laughs) Russia, right? (laughs) But it's not just that Poland's Poland's a different country than – I mean, yes, obviously, like if – there's similarities in the sense that, like, if anybody actually did anything to Israel, we would. It's not like when people are like, "Well, if something happened between China and Taiwan, Mr. President, you know, are you going to be? Well, I'll go there and I'll defend." You know, I mean, if anything happened with Israel, there's, there's, you wouldn't even ask the question because it's such a fucking stupid question. You know that the fucking U.S. would intervene no matter what. Immediately, right. boom. But because of the concepts of fucking NATO, and because Poland is a is a NATO member state. If this stupid cockbag keeps poking the bear, so to speak, if something were to happen to where, you know, the bear poked back, we have a legal responsibility to to repoke, as it were, as it is, as it shall be. So, but does Russia even pay attention to Poland? Yes, because I mean, so I, I, the only reason why, and I say yes so quick there, 
is that so if you think about what happened during the, the the Cuban Missile Crisis, right? I mean, one of the big things that you know, like if you have some semblance of you know a memory of history, the reason why the Soviets put the fucking missiles there in the first place, or I mean, there were a lot of. I mean, again, it's all chess, right? We put the fucking missiles in Turkey and we put them right fucking there in their face. You know, it's. I mean, you talked about the missile complex that we we put all these giant military capabilities and those missiles in Poland. Well, no, but that's that's Russia caring about the United States. That's not Russia caring about Poland. This is this is where when we get into the nation state no, stuff, the technicality. I, right, side but of that's that. what I'm saying though is that Russia definitely gives a shit what we're gonna do. They but did not want us to put those missiles there, for sure. They absolutely did Just not. Just like they didn't want us to keep giving funnel sh- funneling the shit to Ukraine. Just like they didn't want us to fucking conduct a fucking coup d'etat where we kicked the fucking, you know, we, we manipulated a fucking election to get Zelensky in there and that motherfucker out. Right. So sorry. Right. Uh, no, I, I mean, I understand uh, all of that uh, stuff. I understand why uh, Russia is worried about us, but they're not really worried about Poland. They might be worried about a border where Poland is, but it's not Poland. Poland is the fucking retarded kid that rides its bike up and down the street yelling insults at people. That's what one of the things that makes me nervous is because they are a proxy U.S., right? They're in the U.S. by extension. So, like, if I'm smart, like you say Putin is, you know, and I'm not saying that they're going to but if there's a little poke and a little poke back, you can use the retarded kid that's fucking driving his fucking riding his fucking bike back and forth talking shit, you know, because he, you know, he thinks that he's, you know, he's kind of lost his sense of reality a little bit on some level, kind of like fucking Zelensky had. I mean, he, he I, I really wonder what his fucking end game is in, in his mind. Does he, does he think that we're gonna fucking like oust Russia and then he's gonna be the fucking new? like powerhouse in central fucking Eurasia, you know? I always wonder if these people do this because, you know, we've talked about the media and the media is a stage, right? I mean, you know, so obviously Biden's conversation with Putin or any of the diplomats is substantially different than what they say to us. Yes. But... I mean, how much of it is done just for that fear factor? I mean, because really, Vietnam won the war by propaganda, um, which was fucking brilliant. And maybe that's when the United States said, fuck, we should do something like this all the time. <laughs> um, we were still never going to cut our kids' arms off, though. No. After the vaccinations. Mm. You know, that brings another interesting topic up. Since we're talking about back in Poland and Poland being the kid that's riding his bike up and down the block, you know, shouting insults. The the leader of Poland. Right. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) the Ukraine, you know, we're, we're backing them and these guys aren't nice either. I mean, they're horrible fucking people. They're torturing people. They're fucking detaining people. People are fucking disappearing. They're killing people based on, you know, if 
you're doing anything that may have to do with the media. They're killing you based on if you're gay. They're killing you based on any number of fucking factors. And the United States is still like, yeah, Ukraine, go Ukraine. And with the, the entire U.S. population almost unilaterally right there with them, in spite of all of the things you just said. That's a fucking problem. I mean, I don't understand, like, how all of – they're completely fucking blind to all of this. Amnesty International actually fucking wrote a report and said – Impunity for torture remained endemic. That means it's continuing at a fucking proportional pace or an exponential pace, yeah, I should yeah, say. Yeah, that's, that's pretty big. Yeah. Impunity for torture remained endemic. Gender based violence remained widespread. Although a new law removed legal obstacles to prosecuting military personnel and police for domestic violence. Well, that's a nice step. That's good. <laughs> that's good of them to do that. Um, homophobic attacks by groups advocating discrimination and violence continued. The investigation of attacks against journalists and human rights defenders was slow and often ineffective. A draft law on the security services envisaged additional powers of surveillance without legal safeguards. Okay, good. So they're just watching everybody, it, too. It, it reminds me of a moment when, like, they had just floated another $6 billion of weapons into Ukraine. Right. Like, somebody asked this question. So where are, where are those weapons going? We really, we really don't know. <laughs> We're not exactly quite sure. But with impunity. Yeah. Endemic. Yes. Fuck, dude. And, you know, I was that girl that I used to live with. I argued the same thing because she's like, well, the Ukraine, you know, what about Russia? And I'm like, fuck them. It doesn't have anything to do with you. Why do you care? Well, because of this and this and this and this. And I'm like, because at the time I was like, baby. You don't understand. They are horrible fucking people, and they're doing all of this. And she's like, no, I think you're thinking of a different country. It is very, very strange how people in the United States, it's just incredible. Like the, the like you said, the propaganda machine. Like, it's just, uh, it's devastating. So I've got a serious issue where we're putting our fucking neck out there. And really, to judge how much of our neck is actually exposed is hard to say right now. But I've got a problem putting my neck out because we've already got the little retarded kid on his bike, right? Now we've got the fucking bully who's killing cats and shit on the same block. I like your evil child metaphor. Thing. This is, this is one. Keep going with that. This is nice. This is nice. So we got Zelensky. Okay, he's the cat killer. All right. And he's sticking fucking firecrackers up bulls, bullfrogs' asses and shit. I mean, he's just a twisted little fuck. Yeah. He enjoys it. Clearly. And we're buying him fucking ice cream and taking him to the movies. Well, he in, in, in the context of the movies. I mean, he was soliciting Hollywood. For, you know, I mean, he was doing some fucking crazy shit. He knew how to fucking play up that media like nobody's fucking business, both beginning, middle, and end so far, dude. 
Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. So, so, but I mean, like if you're, so again, so you're saying, okay, all these things that you're, you're saying now, if you're in Putin's shoes, right. And these are the kinds of things that are happening. Like, like you, 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 I mean, you mentioned the fact that, and of course, like to do the currency thing. Now, one thing that was interesting at the beginning is, is that there was this hyperinflation moment at the beginning of the war where there was this giant run on money at the banks in Russia, but then everything fucking balanced out and uh, things sort of started to even out. And then they were selling a ton of fucking oil to India and a ton of fucking oil to China. So they were making money. There was, there was flow. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like their economy was functioning properly because uh, all of these different inroads had been shut down essentially. Right. Uh, obviously we're not sending any packages to Russia with the post office right now. But <laughs> this lady came in the other day and she's like, really? I'm like, dear, are you serious? I was like, these are, this is the U S government, whatever. Um, but my, my, my point is to, to, to attack the currency side of things, you have to have all of those other, those other players to, to function. Now the cyber stuff you can hit, but I don't know. I mean, do you want to, I mean, attacking spaces, like, dude, you, do you want the fucking, fight club moment? Dude, I mean, the, the Mossad and fucking the NSA slash CIA went ahead and, you know, did a fucking cyber attack on Iran. Yeah, crazy. You know, yeah. no big deal. Um, Affecting their nuclear power plants and all that shit. Right. So, you know, and, and, I think it depends on what level of cyber attack we're talking about. You know, do you open up all the dams and flood every fucking major city? Probably not. But could you affect certain markets? What do you do if you're in this position, though? Honestly, like, what do you... I mean, because how do you, like, nobody's ever hit the center of empire, you know, not really. I mean, one, one shot on September 11th, 2001 that has too many fucking, you know. Well, depending on who you talk to, there's been several shots over the bow. Um, shot over the bow is one thing. I mean, this is fucking hyper fucking escalation right now. That's why, I mean, if I'm in his shoes, I'm, that's what makes me nervous about all this shit, you know. I, I still don't think that he has to resort to that. I think that, you know, I mean, because before before the Kaspersky shit happened, you know, where everybody was like, oh, my God, they're spying on us and everything else. Things with the United States and, and Russia were good. I mean, and and before Kaspersky, of course, there was the, the Clinton thing and, and all of that shit and you know, how they were manipulating the um, election, but... The Russian elections, yeah. No, 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 our elections, yeah. Um, So before that, our relationships were pretty good. I mean... You mean in 2016? Are you talking about that election? Yeah, yeah, I'm going... That was like a joke. I mean, that was like... No, but what I'm getting at is that prior to all of that stuff, Russia-U.S. relations were still pretty good. And Kaspersky was a huge fucking company, and they were still selling a ton of shit here. The reason that I mention them is because if they were spying on us 
when they got caught, then they were spying up, of course, up until that point, which means anyway. that they know all of the back doors, you know, or a lot of them, mm-hmm. you know, they know ways to hurt us. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention the fact that that entire fucking area has some of the best fucking hackers ever, yeah. you know, and yeah. If the NSA has this huge, they've they've shown pictures of it, and I don't even know if the media actually knows what that fucking building is, but they show pictures of this fucking big cube, and they say that the NSA runs their cyber operations out of there, mm-hmm. um, which some of it probably is. I know a large portion of the cyber operations are run out of fucking Buckley here in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um correct um so if if we have for lack of a better word an army worth of fucking hackers and and cyber people they too have an army verse or worth of hackers and cyber people so they can hurt us if they want to i mean speculation And a lot of the security spaces are that, you know, that thing is going to happen. It's just a matter of when and who. Um, You know, so like I said, do are they going to open up all the fucking dams and and flood us? Probably not. Could they shut down the fucking power grid for a little while? They definitely Mm -hmm. could because that has happened. Well, well, that's speculation too, but <laughs> according to a lot of people in cybersecurity, it has. It's, uh, I mean, even if it doesn't go the direction of, I, I just think it's odd that nobody's even really thinking of, like, something coming in directly, you know, at some point in time. Like in the United, it just, there's this kind of arrogance about the way that, uh, um, but even still, like, and there's one other point that you, 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 our relationship was always strained. And ever since we, we started really pushing the Ukraine button, like we really, 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 really. Yeah. But strained is different than this complete lack of trust, dude, where everybody started saying fuck Russia. And, you know, I mean, Kaspersky could not do business here and it wasn't because we booted Kaspersky out. It was that nobody would buy Kaspersky. I mean, people were uninstalling Kaspersky Left and right. It's kind of like the same thing about the the five G thing. If they would have ever brought the Chinese, the, those Chinese phones in here, maybe or something like that, people, something something similar to the tech that would have been tied to that. But there was something really fucking hilarious. I was listening to. Uh, it was there was a conversation going on between Dave Smith and Joe Rogan where they end up going back to this moment where uh, it was a. Uh, the 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 fucking goofy uh, the guy that he's an apologist now for everything the corp corp what's his name the one that was right after John Stewart Col- Colbert Colbert oh yeah. yeah so Colbert on his show he had this fucking guy who was some sort of a foreign policy expert and this was around 20, 2013, 2014. this is right uh, about the time that we we created the transition uh, of the the pro Russian Ukrainian uh, government to the pro-U.S. 
Ukrainian government. And uh, Colbert asks the guy, he says, uh, shouldn't uh, shouldn't Obama be like, you know, dancing, you know, on, on Russia's grave and spiking the football and going, woo, woo, you know? And uh, uh, the guy's like... I don't, I don't know that you really want to rub his nose in it, you know, right. because if you do that, he's, he's liable to invade the Ukraine, you know? So, I mean, th that's why like this, you, this, this like constant move, counter move, counter move. I mean, it just seems like we're at a tipping point right now. We're at very, and, and all of the fucking U S media doesn't talk about it as if it's, they, I mean, they maintain their, you know, Russia is the evil empire. They want to be the Soviet Union again. You know, they they should have just been doing what it was that we told them to do and just let us put, you know, our fucking shit right on its shore. You know, because as if one, one of the points that Dave Smith made on that that uh, interview that they, that he's had with Rogan, uh, I mean, what if, what if Russia would have come to Mexico and fucking like put a pro Russian go I mean we we'd be flipping we'd be going ape shit. I mean if, if all of a sudden fucking Quebec was fucking you know we the, <laughs> seceded from the Canadian you know union and was this rush pro Russian we would be we'd be at war. You we'd know? be fucking flipping out even if it didn't touch our country. I mean if it just came to this hemisphere they wouldn't be happy about it. And I feel <clears throat> disgusted that I'm even going to say this right now because it should be so painfully obvious that nobody is apologizing for anything that's happening over there right now. Like I said earlier, nobody's hands are clean. You know, he's not a, he's not a, he's not a wonderfully nice person, but for fuck's sake, if somebody did this to us, we would be going fucking nuts. And having said that, like the fact that it hasn't escalated worse prior to now is actually only a demonstration of, I know you guys can fucking crucify me after I say this, of incredible strategic thought process and incredible restraint. Because if it were us, I'm pretty sure that the, 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 if the tables were turned, it would be a very, very, very different response. So. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you, but I don't know what the response would be in that case either. Yeah, yeah, I mean, totally in the you know what do you do um because the position is the same all we've done is just moved who's getting pushed around yeah right yeah. um you know yeah Fire, firecrackers up bulldogs butts really <laughs> I, I said bullfrogs, bullfrogs. I didn't but, mean bulldogs. yeah i meant bullfrogs <laughs> bulldogs bullfrogs I, I was, nobody's liking it no, no, he is just a fucking twisted little fuck, but yet we just back him, and if anybody mentions that, they're like, oh, no, no, I don't know what you're talking about. You're, you're obviously a Russian apologist. Those are the nicest guys ever over there in the Ukraine. We just sent three or four media guys there just the other day, and, well, they haven't called us in a while, but we just sent them there. I know they're there. They're writing a story on how good the Ukraine is. Fucking assholes. And and I'm not I mean, you know, like I said, if if we and and we're coming close to the end, and like you just said, there's nobody that that has clean hands in this entire thing. But really, I mean, you know, 
uh, like I said, Germany and France, I think, are key players. I think Norway is mainly because of the fuel thing. Um, the United States and, and Russia, I think, and maybe Great Britain, but not so much, just because they've kind of pulled themselves out and basically looked to Norway for a three-year contract on getting fuel for them. Well, and every time we've tried, somebody's tried to go in and broker, you know, peace talks, you know, like Boris Johnson before he got the fucking ousting as prime minister, he fucking, he went in and he would fucking interrupt shit, make things fucking difficult, go there and escalate conflict again and fucking make it difficult. So fuck the fucking UK. They're just a bunch of pain in the asses too. Fuck the queen. I didn't say anything about the queen. I don't want to get killed by any. Oh, she's already dead. That's good. Kick, kick, kick them while they're down. Kick them while they're down. <laughs> I can't say fuck the queen anymore. God save the queen. So did that big-eared fuck take the kingdom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the one, what's his name? Uh, the one his wife got killed. Yeah. Yeah, Diana's, uh, oh, what, was, what was his name? I can't no, remember. no, not the son. The queen's son. Or is he dead? No, the queen, the one that was married to Princess to Diana. Diana. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Okay, good. Well, fuck the king then. Um, anyway, this has been enlightening for sure. Um, and we had really lightened it up the last couple episodes, and we really fucked it up today, I think. There was no humor here at all. It was just like, uh, I'm like, I think we're going to fucking die. I yeah. think that things are going to go right down the, the path towards escalation and destruction, and it's over, and we're done. Well, I certainly hope that that's not the case. I think that they've, like I said, I think they've got more options than than just that. I think, I think that they do that shit just to fucking scare the shit out of people, so that people start fucking, I don't know, calling the White House, saying, "Oh, you gotta back off, you gotta back off," because he said he's using nukes, I, and. I was going to ask the question, are people really that fucking stupid? I am. Yes, they really are that stupid. I am. You didn't call the fucking White House. No, I would never call the White House. But I'm I'm a little nervous right now, to be perfectly honest with you. Well, maybe you have right to be. I mean, dude, anything that I fucking called politically over the past probably two fucking decades, I was fucking wrong. Well, I, 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 this is one that I don't want to borrow from the true borrow trouble from the future and have any concrete reality. I would much rather have it be, and of course, the strategic points that you make are, there are more sensible ways to get at someone without completely fucking destroying the planet. So Yeah, and he doesn't strike me as the guy that's just going to say, fuck it, it's done. Yeah. You know, it's all over. I, I mean, I hope you're right. Hitler, maybe, you know, Napoleon, maybe, um, Mussolini, maybe. Um, who was the fucking, the, the Khmer Rouge? Maybe. <laughs> Sometimes I think that the, that, the, the dude from the, from Saudi Arabia, I think he, he makes me nervous. I Pol, don't know. Pol Pot. Pol, <laughs> yeah, he, but he was more like a small potatoes one. He really liked to get his, you know, fingers dirty in the situation. Right. And some dark motherfuckers. Uh, all right, boys and girls, we are coming to 
48 minutes, so I would like to say thanks for listening. Catch us on uh, whatever fucking social media, because my battery is about to die, too. Darren wants to play a song. 720-334, roll. Bye, all. <laughs> <laughs> this is a dead piece of shit.